黄仙姑下凡。黄仙姑下凡。黄仙姑 is a very very special person. Yes. In Dan's life. Very extremely. And now in my life too. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Corinne. Yay! Thank you, thank you, Corinne. K. Wow, I think a lot of Xiao Mao's. So are good to be here. Finally, right? Yes, I think yes. a lot of Xiao Mao's have heard us mention you many, many, many times. Many times, and then we pepper Corinne's name here and there, here yes. and there. Sometimes during our workshops or whenever I have interviews,、uh, when people ask me about my trajectory or my life, my journey, I will have to mention you. Because、mm. of the great work that we do, thank you. And and this is an episode that we have actually talked about doing for a long time already.、Mm. But, exactly.、Mm, and finally, Corinne is、and、back every, in Singapore. All the stars are aligned. Finally. Yes. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. Do you、thank、like our、you. space? I love it. I love it. I already loved it each time I looked at the social pages.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Corinne is back in Singapore for how long? Because you don't、uh, live here, right? You yeah, I was here August the second, and I leave on、uh, November the fifteenth. So、mm. close to four months. Wow. Close to four yeah, months. Yes, This yes. is actually one of your longest visits back, right? Yes, it is. It right. Is, yes.、Mm. Singapore has missed you. I know. We have missed you. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's good to go through the pandemic here in Singapore、mm. because in the United States, in、mm. Costa Rica. It's really very different.、Mm. Yeah, it's nice to come home to to some law and order. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you miss most about Singapore? Whenever you're like away for long stretches of time, you know, Singapore is like my bedroom. I always say the world is like my space. Singapore is my bedroom.、Mm. It's the room that I find a lot of comfort, a lot of solace. Safety、mm. and the place that I sleep, I rest my head, and I know I'll wake up the next day.、Mm. Yeah,、right. but me living in other parts of the world, though it's comfortable,、mm. but there's always this this security factor.、Mm-hmm. Like you know, you just know even if the hotel suite is comfortable and、mm. everything, but you know that you're not in your own space.、Mm. Home、yeah. just always feels different. Yes.、Right? Yeah. Yes.、Mm. So four Home, months. You know? Four months. Uh, what was the first food that you ate when you came back to <laughs> Singapore? <laughs> It would always have to be meatball. Wow,、oh, meatball. Yes, meatball. Yeah, fishball meatball. From、yes. where? Can tell or not? Or you want、no. to keep it a secret? For me, I'm <laughs> just very happy with the one in、uh, Wisma. Wisma food court, Republic. Ah,、uh, is it Republic? Republic. Yeah, yes. In Wisma. Wisma. Yes. Right. Yes. It's、yeah. interesting that food brings us so much comfort because.、Um, Uh, I think Korean will Korean will definitely know this about me because when I had my massive meltdown in New York and when I, and then I came back, the first thing that I requested for to eat was a bowl of mee tai mak.、Oh. Yeah, it's also noodles. You know,、yeah. it just brings me grounds me so much and brings me so much warmth and comfort. And I feel safe when、mm. I eat it. I feel、yes. safe because that's what my ama used to buy me whenever I'm sick. Yes,、oh. yes. Hey, it's a feeling. Mark,、yes. And I remember the funny thing that Dan told me. Right, remember when you were doing your work with Corinne. And then, cause after your meltdown, right,、mm. you did your therapy and all、mm. that. And then after that, you said, suddenly one day you felt well enough. Oh, oh yes. You、oh、know, like that that moment when you stepped out、mm. into full recovery,、mm. like, that instant you felt like 
you had a desire to eat something. Yes, it was me time up. Yeah. It was me time okay. up again. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So so we had to talk about this Korean. I don't know whether I told you this, but um, when we you signed me off our uh, six months of recovery work together right. during the last session, which was a surprise to me, you said, okay, then this is it. Um, uh, our relationship in this format ends here. And then I was like, what? Because I was enjoying our time so much together because I used to see Korean up to three times a week. Oh, then okay. we tapered. We became, it became two times a week. Then it became once a week. And Corinne is the kind of coach that will not just continue seeing you. You know, she knows when to put the stop to things. And uh, that was when... She knows you can walk, you can fly. Yes. Yeah, you know how some so coaches... she want to let you fly. You know how some coaches, because they want to make money, right? Endlessly, you want to keep coming out. You want to come for three years, 30 years. Come, come, <laughs> I take you on, right? But Corinne is not. Corinne is the kind... I'm also like that, which is uh, there are other people that I want to serve. Yep. And as long as you're okay, I think that our work here is finished. Yeah. I think that I should send you off. Yeah. So that was when she told me the work is done. And I remember being disappointed, upset, reluctant. And I was like, no, no. But honestly, I don't feel like I the work is done. I feel like there's still so much to excavate, Corinne. So interesting. And but the, Corinne the, knew. Corinne knew. <laughs> yeah. And she, you, she's just always very grounded and so calm in that calm, peaceful voice. She told me, then um, the work in this format, in this room has come to an end. Of course, the work that you're going to do is never ending. We yes. will never stop learning and growing. But it doesn't exactly. stay, it, it's not going to come from this room anymore. It's going to be outside. Oh, and that was when okay. she said that um, you have to go out and touch other people with your life experience and yes. pay it forward. Like the paying it forward is so important. And, um, and then I said, but I still feel that something is missing. Mm. One part of me is missing. I, I feel that things haven't clicked yet. Yeah. So she said, you will know it when it clicks and it won't be here, it will be outside. Oh. So I can tell you, the moment when it clicked for me was when I was digging into a bowl of me timer. Oh. <laughs> Sometime so after lovely. that. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was the same, from the same stall that I ate, you know, the same place. And oh. I was eating, eating Amazing. one day, one day I just, I just eat, eat, eat. Then I was like, oh my God, this, can oh you my describe God. That? The feeling was literally a click. It was a coming together of my body, my mind, my soul, and who I am. It's, a, it's like a, the, the best word to use is alignment. It's like pure alignment and I felt connected. It's almost like a line from me going through me, through my heart, through my throat, through my crown chakra, all the way to the universe. It's like yeah. zoom, a beam, you know, while I was digging into me time and I could hear Corinne in my ear saying, when it clicks, you will know. And I was like, oh my God, this is it, this is it. Yeah, so that's a me time story. <laughs> yes, yes, that's nice because when we do work with our clients, mm. I always believe that you do the work because there is a strong need to do the work. Mm. And as the work is being done, you will feel it, you will know it when someone is ready to continue the journey again. Mm. Because I believe that when we overstay, a therapy session, mm. like overstay as in like, you know, prolonging the visits, mm. you actually unlearn. Ah. You don't go forward. Mm. You plateau, oh. you plateau and you start to go down. Mm. Because you need to go out to practice. Yep. Mm. Think about a foreign language you're, le you're learning. Mm. You need to go out and speak it. Yes, yes, yes. But if you continue to learn and learn and memorize and memorize, what's going to happen? You're going to put the book down. Mm -hmm. mm. And you create a dependency on the yes. coach as well, yeah? Exactly. Mm. And then you don't think and you don't believe that you can do it. Mm. When actually, 
it wasn't the coach who, who lifted you. It was you who lifted yourself. Mm. The coach was just there, mm. holding your hand mm. and telling you that it's all right. Mm. Yeah, so I, I remember when Corinne said bye, like that's the last session, right? And then she said, but you know what, Dan, we will continue to have a relationship. Yes. But now we are like friends, mm. right? Yes. We will yes. still be in each other's life. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, Kay. Thank you so much. You really, really changed my life. Thank and I, I think um, you'll be, I hope that you're proud of me. <laughs> I, am, I am so super proud of you. And I still remember having told you all the time, Dan, you're like my best, best student. Thank wow, you so really? much. Yeah, I really put in a lot of hard work oh, and yes. hard work as in yes. H-E-A-R-T. Yes. And yes. Um, I still remember to pay it forward. You know, yes. I've been paying forward like yes. every day now in my life. And I, I remember telling you, just remember not to forget writing your journal. Yes, I still write. Yes. Actually, um, for today's podcast episode, I wanted to find the journal that we used to mm-hmm. write in and that notebook was the notebook that you gave me during our first session when I was so down and I was so I felt so hopeless and so helpless like I felt that I cannot even go and buy a notebook and I remember you gave me your notebook you tore some pages off it was already pre-loved pre-written with content you tore it off and you gave it to me and you said nah this will be your notebook and you're going to fill it with the most beautiful gorgeous things and I remember to me uh I went to see you because I had no choice. I felt like, you know, I was at the bottom of my life and, um, you know, whatever people say will be good for me, I would just go and do it. And <laughs> oh my God. And um, the, I remember I had a huge sense of skepticism. Um, the notebook... Uh, everything the first few sessions like things that you told me I didn't quite believe that I can be fixed or if this would work I was very skeptical and because I thought I was so smart and I I thought that I knew everything you know and I remember um, one of the first exercises you did which I remember so fondly till this date is that um, you told me to write down a whole list of problems you said then whatever is troubling you right now just write it down you know everything no matter how big or small and I was like okay so I wrote wrote, wrote. and I remember it wasn't even a very long list it was just two pages and then the next part of the exercise was the most hilarious actually because then Corinne said okay I'm gonna give you a whole I'm gonna give you all these smiley stickers now okay and I want you to put a smiley sticker next to each problem every single problem you you have to put a smiley sticker. And I didn't understand the purpose of the exercise. I felt that it was a bit like a, like mocking my problems. Like, why are you mocking my problems? And Corinne was like, no, let's just put a smiley next to it. And then, and then she said, um, when our work is done, you're going to look at these two pages and you're going to realize that every problem is transformational for you. Oh. And every problem has been resolved and it's going to be so nourishing and so good that you would actually smile upon it. And that really came true. Corinne, thank you so much because everything that was written on the two pages really transformed my life. (laughs) And this work is very powerful, which is why um, when when people coach me these days and I know the skepticism or the doubts that they bring into a call and a whole space for that skepticism and, and doubt because I was that person 
And but I know because I've been so touched by a powerful transformation and, and someone who stepped into my life so unconditionally and loved me like a mother. Um, and she was a stranger, right? And you gave me everything that I needed those six months. Um, and I, I went from feeling very alone with my troubles um, and not knowing how I can fix myself to someone believing so hard in what was possible for me and just being this very solid presence in my life when um, I was on extremely shaky ground. And um, you were a beacon of light. You were my, you are my guardian angel and you really saved me. You really saved my ass. So thank you so much. And I hope I um, have, like I say, uh, it's very important that uh, you know that you have transformed my life. I want to thank you. And to let you know that um, I'm a good student. You know, yes. you want me to pay it forward and I am paying it forward. Yes. And I continue to heal and grow because of this. Like you said, um, the growth and the journey um, doesn't end in that room. It yeah. continues. Mm -hmm. uh, and I continue to grow. And thank you so much for being in my life at that pivotal time. You know, thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> you know, I remember that when we were doing that, our work together, you also told me that you were going to start something like the Happy Academy. Yes, yes. I was so impressed. And I yeah. said to myself, wow, the ball is rolling. Yeah. You know, mm. my student is going to do something like this. And today, many, many months after that, you are In doing very unexpected ways. Yes, and <laughs> the work that you are doing with the Xiaomao, I think yeah. it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Thank you so it's much. It's awesome. Yeah, so that's why I oh always mention um, you very fondly to all the Xiaomaos. Mm. And um, sometimes they don't understand why I do this work, why I like intended to sell away my business and make all these big changes in my life to become a life coach when everything was fine, you know? Right. Why did you become a life coach? I'm like, I don't need to be a life coach, right? But I want to be one. I want mm. to touch lives because my life has been transformed by somebody else. Um, it's magical. And I, that, I feel this compelling need to pay it forward now. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm so happy, Xiao Mao, that are listening in right now because... Um, um, I can finally share the magic of the legendary K with yeah, all man. of you. Oh, yes. yeah. You know, this is the hardest that Dan has ever cried <laughs> in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a testament to how transformative you are in his life. Thank you. Well, I can only so, say something. Yeah. Yeah. Dan has done everything himself. Mm. Really. So it, it, is, it is possible to go to you and you know, and not do any work, right? And come out. It is. Not but transform, because it's still on us, right? But you won't come out because I would have asked you to stop. Mm. <laughs> because if you, if you, someone came to me and asked for some work to be done together for something new, the person has to help himself or right. herself. You have to put in equal amounts of effort. Yes. Mm. Right. That's why you mentioned to us earlier while we were chatting before recording that when you have clients whom after a while... They don't put in the effort. They don't do the work. You actually put a stop to yes, the coaching, I right? I would prefer, yes. Mm. yes. Because, yeah. you know, there are also at the same time equal number of people on the other side mm. waiting. Mm. Mm. I, I don't have a big schedule for everybody. Mm. Mm. I wish you all, Xiao Mao's, could get to meet Corinne in person. 
Yeah, but like us. yeah, but hopefully, Corinne, <laughs> when she's back next time in the future, we can do workshops or whatever. But we're actually thinking of getting her to do um, an online virtual mentor workshop yes. session. I think yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah, through the Lito Academy. It's about time we show K. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would be pleased to do so. Yeah. Yes. It, but I want to talk about the first time I met Corinne. Yes, yes. It was yes. very interesting enough because mm-hmm. I'm a photographer, right? Mm. Uh, I was doing a shoot for STB mm. and we casted Corinne. <laughs> mm. So she's not only a coach, she's a model. Huh? Yes. <laughs> right, how do you feel that time when you were casted? Uh, you don't normally do this kind of yes, thing, right? Yes, I don't. You're cast as a talent, but yes. why did you okay. accept? Honestly, because of my daughter, oh. Charlotte. Your daughter mm. is Charlotte yeah. May. Charlotte yes. May, huh? Yes. <laughs> May, so, May. Yeah. So she actually came to me and asked if I wanted to be casted for a Silver Generation. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. right. laughs> So cute. And I thought, why not? You know, let's yeah. try everything. I love to try anything new. You know. Correct. So I said, oh, why not? And it was it was nice. And I I remember that time so well that I said. Just for one, just I have only one request. You have to make sure that the husband, that's for me, has to be a good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Mm. Yes. Also, that was your only request, I yes. see. But mm. yeah, then so very funny. She flew all the way back from Costa Rica yes. to mm. do the shoot, right? Yes, mm. yes. Right. Do yes. you enjoy yourself? Very much. Very much. Very much. Fun, so, right? You know, and I learned a lot about some Singaporean history, like the yeah, yeah, the yeah, correct. Kim Chu. The Kim dumpling, Chu. you know. Mm, yeah. Kim Chu. Mm. Oh, you know, the, the, the Baba, Nonya, the yeah. history is so rich. And mm. you were a natural. <laughs> yeah, I saw the photos. You it saw was the really photos, yeah. right? Thank awesome. You. Yeah, and then Thank very you. funny because when I, the moment I saw her, I just felt very drawn to her. Yeah, yeah, tell us, tell us. How I did you feel like? I just want to nien, you know, like, <laughs> I just found myself like sticking next to her. <laughs> right, obviously, I'm the photographer on the shoot, right? Yeah. So actually, uh, I have my crew, you mm-hmm, know, but mm-hmm. then, uh, when we were transported from place to place, we would go on the vans, right? Mm. And I would just like, you know, like nian to her, sit next to her on the Why? Bus. How did Corinne <gasps> make you feel? I don't know. She she just feels... Okay, I need to retract back to when I first saw her. Right? I just mm. thought, eh, she looks very familiar. She looks like my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was just telling Corinne just <laughs> yes. now. Like mm. they look, they have very similar looks mm. and also vibe. Mm. Right? That plus you've been telling me about her, right? Mm. So when I saw her, I just felt like, I already know her, mm. right? But then when I started talking to her, ah. there's just something about her that doesn't make you feel awkward. Yes. Yeah. You don't feel awkward. You yeah. just want to keep talking to her. Yes. Yeah, then she has a lot of interesting like, stories. life stories. Yes. Trust me, guys. <laughs> Corinne's life is so colourful. Yes. Yeah, so that day I already asked her a lot about her life. Mm. Asked her to tell me all about her life. Mm. Yeah, so I had a lot of fun just listening to her tell me Right. You know, like what did she do last time? How did she get to become a coach? Mm. You know, what businesses did she start? Yeah. Yeah. So this one needs to be three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so much to share. Yeah. Right. So so Corinne, um, maybe we can talk about um your life in general. Like you have worn so many different hats, you've done right. so many different things. Um, maybe you can tell us where do we even start? How do we even <laughs> yeah. start? Yeah, like your mother, you mean you you have had um more than one marriage, yeah? Yes. Yes. You've been through a lot. You've yes. got two sets of beautiful kids yes. from two different marriages and they're yes. all on great terms. Yes. And you have, you're have you such a loving mummy. And uh, I remember when I went to your place, you always tell me that I'm so blessed as a mum to have they, these 
these kids as my kids. I am truly blessed, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. So I think that you're an amazing mother. And then you, and you became, brought up the four kids on your own, right? Yes, I did. Single yeah. parent. Single mom. Yeah, yes. single mom. And then you ran um, a fashion business. <laughs> you sold diamonds. Then you became a life coach. And then yeah. went to Costa Rica. Yeah, to start set a up, hotel. Yeah, and then resort. a beach, yeah, beachfront uh, hotel with a restaurant, yeah. Thai restaurant and residences now. Yeah. So many things. Oh my <laughs> God. Wow. So that's why I think the fly to Singapore to be a talent for mm-hmm. STB shoot is very in her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like yes. you just try long. Yeah. See what yeah. happens. Right? Very yeah. colorful life. Yeah. So I tell us, tell us. Shall we start from your childhood? Yes. Childhood. I came from a, a family that's predominantly very uh Chinese, very mm. well, Chinese, I would say more than Asian. Mm. And uh, if you know the terminology, mm. so that's the kind of family background I come from. And uh, but my dad, he was very westernized, mm. so I think that was my saving grace because uh, my mom was very, uh, very traditional, traditional, mm. yeah. And uh, my mom was very strict to, mm. towards me. But my dad wasn't so strict. So the, when the school would call my parents, whenever I did like you know naughty things, they would like send her dad, send her mom. No, no, her mom's better. Send her mom. You know the mm. dad she could get away with murder that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. So fast forward, I had a very uh, young marriage. Mm. I married when I was twenty one, and I became a mom at age of twenty two, mm. and two beautiful boys, mm. and. How 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 do I say this? I have uh, I had a very happy marriage, mm. very happy. But you know, I'm just like this Amazonite woman, <laughs> like like I I have the kids, mm. and I must make sure that the kids grow up the way I think they should be mm. brought up. You know. So I decided one day I just said, okay, it's okay, uh, just find a new wife for you. And uh, I'll take the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. So the second time around was the same. I, I looked and I said, because I know parenting is really a difficult thing for couples. Yep. And at that time, during that era, it is not something that we... like. We became parents by, by chance and we learned how to bring up the kids, mm. right? So I learned how to bring up the kids as f- the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. So uh, second time around again, I said, you know, okay, I'll bring up the kids because I'm sure this is how I think I would like them to be brought up. So now many, many years later, if you know my four children, Mm. I can really, really very happily say that I have made the right decision. Mm. Because I believe that as a mom, how the kids are brought up and how how they grow is totally on your shoulders. Mm. I would not say that the dad is not doing anything, but it's just different. Mm. Mm. So now I look at my kids and I'm like so happy. But how did you do it? That's the question. Because you had four kids. How mm. old were they when you... Okay, so yeah. from a very young age, I already planned that I, I wanted two sets. Oh. Yeah, two sets. Two, two. I didn't know how many marriages. How to plan. <laughs> but <laughs> No, no. I just said to myself, have two kids and then two kids. Two oh. sets. Okay. Wow. So, and that really came true because the first set, Mark was 10 years old when Greg came. Mm-hmm. So, Greg and Charlotte, they have one year difference. Mm-hmm. Leon and Mark, they have three years difference. Oh, so mm-hmm. you're considered a set like that? Yeah, one two. set and then the other set. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Yeah, then oh. I got bonus, you know. The other set is like oh. mixed. mixed so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eurasian kids. Yeah. Your set is very Chinese, right? Yeah, but handsome boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All your kids are very good yes, looking. Yes, very, but well brought up also. You know? yeah. yeah. Good human beings. Mm. Yeah, that's for me very important. Mm. But are the two Eurasian kids, right? Mm-hmm. More Ang Mo Pai than um, the Chinese kids? Sometimes in certain in certain areas, in certain ways of uh, thinking or mm. expressing themselves, but they are still predominantly more Chinese. But they all grew up in Singapore, right? Yes. Ah. Yes. Mm. So when you brought the kids up, you were working or you started yes. a business? I was all the time in my own business and taking care of them. And I remember they would come to my office to do their timetable and all the homework, mm. especially the first two older sons. Mm. Yeah. So what kind of mom are you? Yeah. I am definitely not Do a tiger mom. <laughs> <laughs> or not a tiger mom. Not so you give your kids a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. Mm. Just wherever they go, they have to tell me where and not what time they'll be back and they cannot exceed that time. Ah. Well, this is like two boys during their teenage years. You know, you have to be like really stricter than how you want mm. to be but at the same time not forgetting that they are your best friends so they have to decide what time they will come back 10pm means 10pm but can yeah. be late la. whatever time <laughs> but tell me and make sure you come back it's accountability stick to your, right? stick accountability, to your promise yes. Mm, but yes. otherwise you give them a lot of freedom yes mm. and for me I, it's very important their relationship with the mom mm. because the next time they will be with women and I don't want them to to treat women mm. wrongly mm. That's the basic principles. You know, you go out and you don't tell your wife what time you come home. Mm. Mm. Like a lot of, I, I would say a lot of boys in our context, mm-hmm. is they are, they are not used to this. They are mm. like, why should I tell you? You know, how, how do I know what time I'm coming back? And that kind of thing. Mm. And because I am working in relationships with couples, mm. this is one of the very, very important points to look to. Right. It's respect. all about trust, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to trust each other. La. Trust and also respect, you know? Correct. correct. Yeah. Mm. So when they were growing up, I already started to, to bring them up like how I think men should be to women. Mm-hmm. It's like, like a lot of lessons for them. Mm. But always done in, in a very uh, casual and very very home-like atmosphere Mm. Mm. because I always think that everything starts from home. Mm. We should have Charlotte uh, here today. Yeah, but she can't make it. (laughs) It will have to be a separate episode. It's so cute, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Mimi. Hi, Mimi. If you're listening to this. Mm. (laughs) How are you enjoying this podcast? I hope you are. I hope you are because you're still with us. You're still listening. So Mm. if you are, can you please uh, maybe take a screenshot Mm -hmm. of your phone's Mm -hmm. uh, podcast app and Mm. then maybe post it on IG? Yeah, and tag us. Thank you. uh. Mm. Bye. Bye. So um, you gave your um, kids a lot of freedom. Is it because uh, your father gave you a lot of that freedom? Yeah, my dad. You know, my dad gave me so much freedom. Mm. But he always told me, I will trust you until you've given me the reason not to trust you and mm. I will tell you when I got the reason from you but as long as you don't give me the reason I can't tell you I trust you that's it's very wise right. actually it's, it's like yeah. the responsibility is on yes. you for me to maintain that trust in you right yes and the second big lesson he, I learned from him of course at that time I didn't know it was a big lesson but mm. now as a, an adult mm. he always told me don't 
threaten anyone. If you threaten somebody or anybody, you make sure that you are ready to do that job of carrying it out. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Why yeah. specifically did he tell you about this? Because he explained to me, he said many times people threaten just to fear, mm-hmm. just to instill fear on, mm. on the other person. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, if you were to threaten, and if you were to carry out this threat, it's actually more difficult than what you think. So a lot of people, they just go on threatening, like like firing uh, mm-hmm. blank bullets, you know, mm-hmm. blank shots. Just you to get what they want. La. Yeah. In reality, they don't carry it out. Right. It's empty so, threats. Yeah, empty threats. And that's very bad. Mm. That's really very bad. Also for the person who threatens. Mm. Because that shows that the person is like, his words are not so not so important. Correct, you know? correct. So he says that whenever you threaten, you have to carry out. Right. So in my life growing up, I have threatened many times that I have carried them out. <laughs> right. And I have gotten into trouble. Mm. You know? Mm. But then I had to do it. Mm. Wow. It's okay. like... It's a like woman when of I, your words. Yeah, it's like when I tell a parent, when you beat your kids, try not to beat the kid with a, a rotan, a cane. Try to beat with your hands mm. so that you know you give pain, you also feel Receive the pain. pain. Mm. You cannot just take something and whack the poor kid and he's in pain and then you, there you yeah. are you know, getting more angry because you, you have a weapon. Mm. Do you get your sense of empathy from your dad also? Yes. Mm. Yes, a lot. Also from my mom, she was so strict, mm, but right. but she was teaching me like really, really very uh, traditional Chinese in the form of the yeah. language, you know, the linguistic skills and everything. And your mom was particularly loving towards animals. Oh yes, she yeah. would love animals. She would love people who who, who are less fortunate than mm. her. Yeah, mm. she's just human, you know. She's very human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then I also know that Corina, she. Why? Not only she she wears a lot of hats, she speaks many languages and she also does ballroom dancing oh, and yes. she plays the piano. She sings. She's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's also Huang <laughs> Man <laughs> No, because you were saying you topped your school last I time know, when yeah, you were yeah. in school. Yeah, Even though you were very playful. Ah, yeah, very yeah. mischievous, like, got into trouble. <laughs> like, you know, chang fan diao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. everybody is like, you know, hey, you always chang fan diao. How can you get, how can you get away with it? Mm. How do you get, oh, because you did very well. Did very well, law. No, so no, the not only or? that, I had a lot of supporters at school. Right. I had your, like what you have, Xiao Mao's. Right. <laughs> Even in school? Yeah. So you had I fans. Had a lot. Yeah, fans. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Would you say that you live a very charmed life? Yeah, very blessed. Yeah, you want to tell blessed. us about the story about the, you born know, from the Empress Yeah, you stomach. have being born from the Empress stomach. Like, explain yes. a little bit. Yeah, when I was in my twenties, like twenty-two, I think, early twenties. Mm. So I went to this uh, psychic together with a girlfriend of mm. mine, mm. and the psychic was telling me that um, that I brought to this lifetime a lot of gold. You know? mm. And it, well, he was speaking in in Hokkien. Mm. Mm. And he said that I was born in the part of the emperor that's his stomach. Mm-hmm. And he said, this goal that you have, you will have enough to, to go, last. Yeah, last for generations. Mm. But you have to remember, you go to the temple and partake in the vegetarian lunches on the 15th and the first day of the month. Mm. All you have to do is you have to collect all the plates of everybody who's eating there and go wash them. 
Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and he said, "That's all you have to do. Mm. And everywhere you go, you have to listen to chants, mm. just chanting. And then when there's a moon, you worship the moon." Mm. So I said, "Hey, not bad. It's quite easy." Yeah. Mm. So I think I was doing that, mm. but of course, also in my own training, I was trained. I was I studied the Bible. So I used to say my my hail Marys and that kind of thing. I don't go to church, mm-hmm. mm. but I pray. Mm. So I think that was how I right. led my life between <laughs> twenty five to to now. Yeah. So you lead you led a very charmed life, and you managed to single handedly bring up four yeah, kids. Yeah, and nothing was planned. Yeah, mm. nothing. Tell us about that. Yeah. No, I'm just. A you person. had no five year plan. No, 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 what? no, 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 uh. no, no, no. I'm not an insurance policy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't So you go have, with the flow. Yeah, I go with the flow. But the flow is generally considered with everybody in mind. Ah. You know, for the good of, of everyone. Yes. Mm. And the, at, at that time was the family, the kids. Mm. For me, my kids are like really a very big part of me because mm. they they constitute who I am, you know. Mm. I learned so many lessons from them. Mm. Being a mom, the, the four of them, they gave me four different lessons. They're all very different. Uh. Very different. Mm. My eldest son was most challenging for me. The second one was also challenging, but less than the Coco. Mm. And Greg, Greg is, is he's a sweetheart. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte, you know, she's a girl. So a girl <laughs> will always be a girl. Your only girl. Yeah, Aww. but today... My eldest son and my second son, they are very responsible men, mm. businessmen, uh, husbands. Mm. But is it difficult to be away from them because you live so far away? No, it's not difficult. It's, not, no. it's just physical distance to you. Yeah, I always, rem- I always believe that you don't have to be physically together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then just to make a beautiful front, a beautiful... Easter egg shell mm. and inside is empty. Yeah. Mm. This is also another chunk fan tail. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. the way you think. I, I feel like the way you think is so contrary. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, she told me before she wore suits for 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was burned in my mind when I first heard that, when I first met yeah. you. Mm. Yeah. Because I was like, this person is just so different. Yes, yeah. yes. She Every- doesn't behave like a normal. No. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like she just goes her own. Yeah. yeah, she sings I her own tune. Sings her own tune. Actually, I love that. 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 And the brown group has seen also the brown in me. The purple has seen the purple, you know? Yes. So I am not a... I'm, <laughs> I think I'm a little bit like a, like a chameleon. Oh. Yeah. Ever, Kaleidoscope. Ever, yeah, ever yeah. morphing, I think. Yeah. Ever evolving. Oh. It, yeah, and always to my comfort. Yeah. And my, my comfort would mean my family. It includes those people yes. as well, yes. yes. And now, my comfort... It's like the family, my husband, mm-hmm. my friends, and I'm just very comfortable being who I am. Do, do you have any low, low points in your life? You know, I have this tendency to make whatever is is negative, I just make it positive. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Alchemize is alchemy. Alchemize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mm-hmm. just whatever you touch into, yeah. No, but I just I, it's just normal. Yeah. It's just so normal of me that if someone can tell me, oh, I, and then I'm like, okay, can we solve that? Yes. What What you think we have to do to solve it? Yes. And the person will tell me. It's okay, let's think of a way you can solve it. I think it's become a muscle already. It's like as coaches, right, ourselves, yeah. we have worked so much with mindset that now this becomes our natural pattern. Yeah. When we meet obstacles or hardships, not that we don't have, mm. we but have. we don't lament. We are very forward-facing. So you don't go to one corner and like, why? <laughs> what is this happening Yeah, to we me? don't. I, I, also, I always believe in this. If I go to a corner and whine, it mm. doesn't mean that tomorrow will not come. Tomorrow will still come. <laughs> yes. And problem's still there. Yeah, the problem will still be Mm. there. But sometimes when you don't think about the problems and you don't give it too much energy, Mm. tomorrow something new will come. Probably a worse problem and you will forget (laughs) the other problem. That is what awesome. a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> what a surprise, right? Nobody yeah. told you the surprise was going to be a good one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But at least it takes your mind off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, it takes your mind off the other, the other uh, problem. No, Correct. and also, I guess if you had spent time worrying, it would have been a waste of time. Because that problem became not valid anymore the next day because right. of something Worrying more. pretends to be necessary. It's like, you know, when I go to the gym, right? Then sometimes my my, my personal trainer now will train me my legs, right? Uh-huh. Then to do that, a very pain. I say, oh, so pain, so pain. Then they say, okay, never mind, we do another exercise now. So I do another exercise, right? Then I'm like, oh, so pain, so pain. So now my shoulders start to pain, right? Then yeah. he say, you forgot your leg pain already, right? right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What if you contract a serious illness? Mm. Okay, I have. No. I tell you something. Mm. I believe mm. a person comes once and goes once. Mm. So if you have to go because the, the illness is, is um, terminal, you just have to go, but just, just be prepared for it, right? Mm. But if, if you con- contacted a, an illness that can be cured, mm. please just make sure that your mind believes that you can be cured. You will be cured. Mm. Because your body will listen to to your mind. So the mind is very important. It's very dangerous. Mm. Mm. If you have a problem, sometimes you may not even have a problem. It's your mind ruminating. <laughs> this is, girl. Yeah. This girl here, hypochondriac. Oh and yeah, then, we were just talking about yes, it. Yes, and you can actually imagine the problem until it manifests. Yeah, yeah I would read an article, right? Like mm. Let's say somebody is sick. Now I'll try to imagine, oh, so how is this person feeling? Yeah, mm. and I guess that energy yeah. is... <laughs> it cannot not, dissipate, ma. Not, not so good. Energy cannot be destroyed, right? So you can actually will that illness into existence. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. I, I, I know of people, they're hypochondriac, so they keep thinking that they are not well. What's mm. going to happen is they become not well. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. The mind is powerful. Very powerful. I remember one of the first books that uh, Corinne recommended me during our therapy was uh, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Yes. Right? And then also... Joseph Murphy. uh, Oh, by who? Joseph Joseph Murphy. Murphy. Very, very good book. And then I started buying these books and give them as Christmas presents (laughs) for a period of time, for many years. And then the other book is Power of Now. Yes. That was also another amazing book. Yes. So while we're talking about um, illnesses, right? Things like that. I want to talk to you particularly about aging gracefully. Yes. Like, um, because I am already, like, I wanted to tell Corinne just now, I said, hey, hard to believe, right? I'm also freaking 46 already, right? I'm turning 50. Really? This yeah. year? I'm 46, 46. Going to be 47. You're just 44. 
Yes, right. Time flies, right? Especially during COVID times. Uh, <laughs> everything's like a blur. So I'm 46 and I'm also learning to, um, you know, I start to question about mortality. I start to question about aging gracefully, about, you know, having more wrinkles, everything sagging, white hair. Look at the amount of white hair I have right now. And also like, you know, if you don't exercise, if you don't keep fit, just walking a couple of flights of steps, you already start to feel, you know, breathless. So, um, well, because in terms of age, you're ahead of me. So right. I wanted to pick your brains and your wisdom. Um, what are your thoughts around uh, aging gracefully and so that uh, we bring, we, we, we welcome it more, we lean into it more than um, bringing a sense of fear or resistance or keep thinking that our best years are already over. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll start from thinking that our best years are all already over. Mm. Okay. Then it's over. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. having said yeah, that, true. Yeah, mm. if you continue your life every day, mm. just doing what you have to do, but one question, are you happy? And you say, yes, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, that's that's most important. You can have grey hair. <laughs> I still cannot stop laughing over just <laughs> yeah, now that I one. Know, I know, right? It was a slap in the face that one. <laughs> that one we, we need to print into a t-shirt and sell on our Lito goods. Yes. Yeah. So good. If you think your life is... Oh no, if you think your best years are over, it's, yeah. then it's, it's over. over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. 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 You do this. You do this. Now we're talking, right? Mm. And just tell yourself, I think I'm getting hungry. Mm. Soon you'll be hungry. Mm. Mm. Some days I'm s I can get so tired some days mm. because now I'm in my 60s. Mm. So I'm not so like fast as I used to be like running around mm. and having sessions until 2 a.m. in the mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. So some days when I am like like doing something and and I, my body says, oh, I'm a little tired. Mm. But my mind will tell me, hey, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Just, just whatever we are doing now, just enjoy it. Mm. Just be in the now. Yes. And I find that when I can remind myself that I'm in the now, that I have so many pairs of eyes looking at me and ears look listening to me. I, I just love this feeling that I'm talking to everybody. Mm. So you just have to tell your, your head, mm -hmm. stop thinking. Mm. You know, it's good to think. Mm. But when your head starts to think about the fear from the past and the future, from the past, I used to be beauty queen. The future, I got grey hair now and mm. dropping. I got yeah. no more hair. Mm. Hey, go buy a wig. Mm. <laughs> you know oh but this is another solution <laughs> yeah and mm. you can problem solving yeah you can look beautiful again mm. and beauty always comes from the heart mm. i have for the longest time telling my friends hey this person is so beautiful he's so this person is so handsome and they are like your your taste is a bit weird mm. because they will run out and look and Corinne is not so beautiful uh, you know mm. and then i say but you know this is transcending from inside, mm. right? Mm. I just feel that everybody is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they have something inside. Right. Even a plant. Mm. Plant is never, even even if you look at lalangs, so, so beautiful. Yes. If I'm painting lalangs, I think it's beautiful, lalangs. Mm. Yeah. So I really do think that the how beautiful, how magnificent something is, it is really dependent not on the thing in and of itself. It's the other person who is perceiving it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm. Yes. Do you have the capacity to to acknowledge and see the beauty in mm. it? Exactly. And yeah. who is the best person you? Mm. 
Mm. You have to believe that you are beautiful. Yes. You have to believe that you can do it. Mm. You have to believe that. Don't quite believe about best years gone by. Of course, are you stupid or what? It's really <laughs> gone by. You know, you, you'll be joking to yourself if if, it's, if you're telling yourself, mm-hmm. "Oh, the best years are still here." Mm-hmm. No matter what you go do on your face and everything, mm. years gone by, years gone by. You cannot stop, right? Mm. So why continue to talk about it? Then the solution is to yeah, mm. just believe in yourself mm. and just 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 do what you want to do to make yourself look right. Good. What right. about people who are scared of the future? What the future brings? Live in the now. Mm. You know, I would tell you, go buy this book, Power of Now, <laughs> and learn. Because a lot of us, we tend to take the past, mm. the fear from the past, what happened, mm. tomorrow how, the next time how. Hey, hello, where's your present? Yeah. So a lot of them, they miss out on the present. The past to the future. The past to the future. But little do you know that if you're not careful, your present now becomes the past very quickly. Mm. And the future there that you are afraid becomes your present. Yes. So it's the mindset, you know. Mm. It's the mindset. Mm. And also being in the company of people who are positive. Mm. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I think it's so powerful. And I do know that um, a lot of my coaches that come to me, right? A lot of them bring a lot of regrets and worries from and, and, and fear from the past, like you say. And also they worry about all the possible worst case scenarios of things that haven't even happened in the future. And because of this, they're just ding-donging like a pendulum between the past and the future, the past and the future. And then like you say, right? Whether you like it or not, time is ticking. It's the tick-tock, mm-hmm. tick-tock, tick-tock. And if you forget to constantly be anchored to the present moment, which is the only thing you ever have, yeah. soon enough, the future that you're worrying about is going to be here, right? Yeah. So, so just this is a very big reminder for us that um, whether you do it or not, your time is taking you by. Mm. Mm. Yes, because if you continue the past, mm. oh, the last time you said this, last time he did this, blah, 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 the past, and then you hop to the future, you're missing out on your life. Mm. But if you took the past and bring it to your present and you live the present with lessons you learned from the past, you will be equipped for the future. Mm. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And life is so beautiful. Mm. Your GPS is working. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if you just you if you left out the present, mm-hmm. something is wrong. There right. is a uh, vacuum. Corinne, mm. I also wanted to pick your brains about um, something that's quite common with our Xiao Maos, mm-hmm. which is they obviously have dreams and aspirations. They have something that they're passionate about. But you you know Singapore is a very mm-hmm. So a lot of the life choices or the, the situation predicament that they're in right now is very fear-based. It's driven by fear-based yes. decisions. So they, they play small, they play safe, and they might be struggling and miserable, but they stay put because they don't believe enough in their dreams. They don't believe that what they truly want to do and brings them joy is sustainable. So um, they're very frightful. So do you have any advice for this kind of Xiao Maos? Yes, I think what we're undergoing now, whether it's Xiao Mao or Ta Mao or Lao Mao, <laughs> you know, it's the the fact that it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Okay, human beings, we 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 are no good, no good for anything that's unpredictable or any changes. Mm. So what's what we are going through now is really very normal. Just stay with that feeling. Mm-hmm. 
Stay with that feeling. If if this is what you are, you fear about, stay fearful. Stay fearful. You have to go through the fears, go through your sadness or anger or whatever feelings you have. You got to go through it and make friends with it. Once you are friends, you are friendly with your emotions. You will find a way. Mm. You will find a way how you can move. Mm. But if you are not friends with your emotions and you keep saying that, oh, this is no good, this is bad, the pandemic, oh no, everybody will die. Then what's going to happen? Mm. You don't want to wake up in the morning and think about that. Neither do you want to end your day thinking about that. Mm. So my advice is just not forget to do your gratification practices in the morning and in the night. Mm. So when you wake up in the morning, find three things that you want to see happen to you today. Just today, three things. Mm. And when you go to bed, be thankful for three things which have happened mm. during the day. Right. Mm. You have to condition your mind. Mm. Condition your mind. Right. We did an episode, podcast episode, where we... Um, listed 200 things that we were grateful for. <laughs> yes, the whole episode was just about, you know, we take turns to name. We wanted to challenge ourselves to see whether we could find 200. Yes, yes, and we could. And, we could. and I think the magic isn't really about being grateful about the big things in life. Yeah. It's about being grateful about the smallest things, yes. the extraordinary moments. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's something that all of us, not, not everybody has the... The, the opportunity mm. to to listen to podcasts or to mm. understand how to how to be happy and mm-hmm. stay happy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, being happy doesn't mean that you have to have everything. You have to you know be rich. You have to mm. have every, everything that 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 your neighbor has. Mm. Mm. Being happy is really really just to be thankful mm-hmm. for your being. Thankful for your being. Yes, just yes. be thankful for your being. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's great. I always think that, you know, like like a human being, you can have a, a very rich mental side, a very rich physical side, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make you a complete, a wholesome person. Mm-hmm. You got to remember to be spiritual. Yes. So the spirituality is the being. Yeah. I can was you, telling I was yeah. telling Corinne earlier that um, you know, our how to human framework. Uh, behind uh, my teachings, yeah. it used to be two prong, right? Which oh, is yeah. mental hygiene and emotional resilience. So those were two prongs. But uh, lately, I've been thinking that these two prongs are not enough. We need a third prong, which is the spirituality Spiritual. side, yes. the woo-woo side, right? Mm. Which is why I got into like the dosha cycles, yeah. the dharma paths and the purpose and things yeah. like that. And yeah, so you brought that up, which is the wow. spirituality on being. And I had a brief discussion with uh, Corinne earlier and she was saying that this spirituality is almost like the glue. Yes. Yeah, you want to tell us more about that? Hi guys. Hi Xiaomaos. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I am. But because it's a very, very long one. Yes, a long and nourishing one. Yeah, we have no choice but to split it into two. Yeah, so this is the end of part one. So in two weeks time, you're going to hear part two. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.